Welcome. I'm Kirk Driscoll, and today we're sharing the Cattywampus podcast with you. And I have a really good friend and special guest, JJ, with me. And I'm excited for her to share with you and us today. Um, we're not really sure where it's going to go. Um, but what I hope for at the end of the day is that our story of how we met, how we interact, and that moment in time when she realized that she was cattywampus, that if you're watching today, um, either yourself or someone you know, and you just feel hopeless, that you leave um, this this podcast with us. When you when it ends and you go about your day and you leave to go and do whatever you're doing, that you're motivated and encouraged and you have hope, not feeling hopeless. And so it's an honor to have you here. Thank and you. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. So I'm not really sure how I convinced you to do this, but I'm grateful for your mm. time and yeah. your story. So how would you describe some, like, A, why are you here? Why am I here? Yeah. Right. Um, well, I think that you and I connected over a, a love of family, a love of children. We recognize that part of our growth journey is through the obstacles, opportunities, how you want to look at it. Um, many times they come through our children. Um, mine certainly did. And uh, so it's easy to keep it to yourself, um, to go through the experience, maybe learn what you are intending to learn or what God wanted you to learn and then keep it to yourself. Um, but I think through what you're trying to do, the connections you're trying to make, um, the community you're trying to build, I think I can participate in that by offering something that, you know, our family went through. Um, that was a really big growing opportunity for me personally. Yeah. So. That was my yes. Yeah. Well, that's a that was a great yes. So what I what I've got to figure out is how I to get the yes today is great. Yeah. But JJ makes the most incredible <laughs> brookies. Like in a brookie, all the best way I can describe a brookie is a little bit of brownie, a little bit of or chocolate chip on top, brownie in the bottom, and they and she puts them in these big pans like a cookie sheet, I guess, or or not a cookie sheet, but a yeah a cookie sheet. Yeah. And so the best way to describe a brookie is like just absolute excellence. Like it's like it's a bite of you cookie. Mean crack cocaine. Well, it's, like I was, was G rated, G rated crack cocaine. Yeah, well, yeah. and I, I could think of several other things that I used to partake in that it would, it's pretty <laughs> close. Um, but, but they're really, they're awesome. So I know you have a gift of time that you're willing to give to people. Um, and then your your another gift is just really to kind of entertain and feed. And I'll never forget one of my, my fondest memories uh, with you thus far. If you still talk to me after this, maybe we'll have some more after this. We'll see. But up to this point is sitting at Vision Warriors table. Um, JJ leads a group that comes in once a month to feed all the Vision Warrior guys and their families. And it's, it's awesome. It's never a... a just hey let's cook an easy meal it's like let's cook the most complex meal that we possibly can and try to make that everybody tells you a little about the opportunity that i went through with my son <laughs> i hear you but sitting there next to it and it was david sitting there yeah. as he took the first bite yeah. of the brookie yes 
and it was like hands over his face and he's like oh my lord like life is good yes and your face lit up yes like what in that makes uh well so coming from a sicilian family love is expressed through food um so i i come by it honestly um and then there's something about creating an experience for someone else where for a moment in time you just see that bliss on their face um i challenge anybody to buy a gift that's more priceless than that that's a great challenge so if you make brookies or you want to be in a challenge to make brookies better than jj or cook anything you think you can cook anything better than jj that was the invitation <laughs> right uh that vision warriors or any nonprofit in your town that's yeah. housing individuals bless them with the gift of time and talent yeah. and put a smile on someone's face before we get into the Caddy Wampus section of this. I want to give a, a little bit of time. You pushed on me in several areas. Mm. Um, I sent you over the promo reel and you came back with more depth than others because of some conversations that we've had. So what would you hope for me or for the watchers? What would you hope that they would get out of? Mm. Let's say we're 100 episodes in if they don't sure. run us out of town and banned from YouTube and everything else. What would Good you hope? Question. What would you hope for this? I kind of see it like a spider's web or a spoke, a, um, a tire spoke, where at the core of it is you. And through these conversations, you've connected a lot of people with other people. You've made connections. People in their their minds connect dots. Like maybe it's a simple thought, like I'm not alone. Or, oh my gosh, um, I know where to go to get help. Mm. Or, wow, I'm in a community where um, everybody looks perfect and buttoned up and everybody's got it all going on on the outside. Make no assumptions about that. In both ways, meaning, you know, maybe that person would benefit from you um, just saying something kind or, or an act of kindness. Um, but then the other side, too, is... Um, you know, if, if you're struggling, basically be a good neighbor, right? Don't assume, don't mm -hmm. assume that people, um, don't want to let you in and, and receive help and don't assume that people don't want your help. So I see, I see it maybe as the spider web for you where you've connect, you've made all these connections, um, and you've built this community and people maybe recognize themselves in other people's struggles. Great. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? That would be amazing. I'm sitting here trying to so find. So if it's a, a spider web, you're the spider. Oh, what kind, what kind of spider are you going like to be? Make a mess of a bunch of sticky stuff everywhere that people get stuck in. Like, <laughs> I think we can do that. I think we can do that. I think I may be able to help with that. Now, okay. influence of it, we'll see. But yeah. we can make a mess that's uh, <laughs> there without a doubt. I know you push on me a pretty good bit on some things that I played the. Uh, I think the Osh. What are you saying? Like kind of the Oshucks dumb redneck yeah. kind of card yeah like what makes you say i mean i want this is like because this maybe i'm cattywampus in this so i want to be i'm about to ask I you to be you vulnerable are. i think you I, are oh, well, thank you so much that, i'm glad that you hasn't were so hesitant before you critiqued me there i don't want to be judgmental but, but i have be, don't be i have judgmental. found let me, let me just I'm, speak if I'm from let me speak from my own personal experience i have i have upon reflection when i have been in situations where i've done that I have realized that a there might be a little bit of false modesty um, involved for me. There might also be this: if I am who I am, then they might hold me to a standard that I don't want to have to deliver against. 
Like if you, if you think somebody's a rock star and they acknowledge that, then they have to be a rock star all the time. And what is it like on the day that they don't want to be the rock star? Right? They want to be the spider. They want to be the spider. They want to be the spider. But, and then sometimes that can mess with you because then you've got to deal with your own internal, what's going on for you, but then also maybe their disappointment. That's a lot. Right. Yeah. And so, and so sometimes it's, am I willing to just own who God made me, accept who I am? And that is brilliant. It's not perfect. It's not everything to everybody, but it's brilliant. It's, it's who you are meant to be. It's perfect. Um, and if, if that's where you start, then, then there's no need to in any way diminish that light. There's no need to deflect. There's no need to, to start something with I'm the dumbest person in the room or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, ah, shucks. You just let it rip and trust. <laughs> I would never say that. <laughs> I've probably said it three times already. We're getting ready for this. So here, here's the, here's the ask for anybody that's watching this. Anytime you see me play the dumb redneck card or the, Oh, shucks card. I wish yeah. I could, uh, yeah. then we want you to make a comment. We go. want you to share and, and blast me publicly on whatever form you're watching it and say, you're playing the card. And JJ said, you shouldn't play it. And that's why you're doing this. And the so, reward will be if they send me their address, I'll send them a brookie. Oh, now we're talking. The damn brookie right. is worth right? it. Let me that's just tell you, it. there's their fighting words there right there. So Zach, you can't be just sending those comments in. You know, so you need to watch those addresses because it's like if our viewers don't line up with the addresses, <laughs> it's right. there. That's so right. thank you. So I'm and and that's the thing to ask someone to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and ask someone to share that moment in their life, which you know is where we're going here. I've got to be willing to be vulnerable and transparent and take thank that you. criticism. And the great thing is you. Whether I ask you or not, you've been given permission to speak that uh, into me from a completely different perspective that I have with anybody else. And I'm grateful right. for it. So, I mean, quite know. frankly, it's why I'm here, right? Like, yeah. if you're willing to go there, I will go there as well. So, and yeah. I trust that you've created a space where it's, it's, um, it's for the right reasons. Yeah. So, well, thank you for being here. So, getting into it, yeah. At what point? in your life did you realize that you were cattywampus and mm. it was just awkward askew just kind of out of out of balance it was a period of time so the beginning of it was the day that my my son called um, from college and he had been struggling socially so he's a very highly intelligent academically intelligent human being um, but socially his whole life as an introvert um, in an extroverted world, um, he really struggled making connections, friendships. And we knew that. And we'd, we'd seen him over a period of time go from um, sad and lonely to angry, which if you look at the emotional scale, angry is below sad. And then the next one below that is apathy, which is I'm tapping out. I'm done. Like mm-hmm. I'm leaving this life. So he went away to school and I got a phone call um, four days in and he said, I need you to come get me. And we knew because his voice at that point was apathetic. Mm. There was no anger. And so the question I asked him was, do you need me to come get you right now? Like, 
you know, I was hijacked at that moment, full adrenaline. Do you need me to come get you right now? Yeah. And he said, no, just, just come and get me um, when you can. Yeah. And that began his, his um, exploration into this is where I'm at. I don't want to stay here. How do I get out of it? Yeah. And we, and at that point I decided to uh, hit pause on my career and spend as much time as I needed to with him and so at that point, my thinking was, this is about him. I'm helping my son, right? That's what I thought it was about. What I came to realize was any relationship that you're in, you co-create. And you contribute to what it is. And the biggest way that I had contributed to that was I am off the charts extroverted. And I enjoy people. I enjoy social interactions. I like to be a part of teams and groups. And as an extrovert, I had been projecting that onto him his whole life. And so if I were to bottom line it, what I was doing his whole life was telling him he shouldn't be him. He should be like me, an extrovert. And, you know, it could be as simple as, Luke, you need to be on the you need to be on the soccer team right? You need to be with people or you need to go outside and play, even though the kids out there were not nice to him, right? So I wasn't getting it. And so his whole life, I was like, you want to do this, but you should be doing this. And I was in effect telling him you shouldn't be you. So that was the part of it that I had to own is that I, I have this relationship with control where I feel more comfortable when I'm in control. And his whole life, I, it was me wanting to control him was about my need to be comfortable, right? And the cattywampus moment was, yes, it started with him saying, you need to come and get me from school, but it was really over the next couple months, I realized when you try to control people and project people and don't give them the space to be who they are, I mean, it's just like, you know, putting a grasshopper in a bar in a, in a ball jar, right? And then putting the lid on it. There's nowhere to go. There's no room to breathe. There's no space for them to be who God created them to be because they're trying to, if they love you, they're trying to be who you want them to be, which yeah, everybody yeah. loses. Yeah, I needed to hear that. When you said I put a pause on my career, you weren't baking brookies, right? You that, That's okay. Um, a pause on your career was... How long were you with Oracle? At that point, probably 20 years. Um, but what's interesting about that, and and working in those type of environments, um, they own you. Yeah. When you say yes, you, um, you may, you, well, when I said yes, I prioritized work over family. I recognized that. But what was interesting, Kirk, is in that moment, there was no choice to be made. I felt like the, I felt like it was just the most logical, natural thing because we, we knew he'd been struggling and this was the opportunity. He was asking for help. Whereas the moment before that, he was angry and we were, you know, we were the target. And so I don't even take credit for, yes, I called my leadership team and said, I'm, I'm leaving or I'm taking a leave of absence. You choose, but this is happening and it's happening today. Um, but there was no choice in that. It was as if it was as if it was just as easy as breathing. 
I was like, I will do this. Yeah, but that's, you, you say it lightly that there's not a choice. Right. But there's someone watching this that's regretting not making that decision when they could have. Right. Yeah. It could have been too late. It's too late. They can't go back and change it. So you had a you had a choice, mm. but you leaned in and made a choice because you accept. So, you know, it was brought to your attention that this is out of balance. And you said, yes, um, Braden, um, which, you know, uh, is on staff with us at Vision Warriors. And he says it and he's the first person I've ever heard say this is that because of my yes, 28 plus years ago he had an opportunity to say yes and his yes is going to provide that opportunity for someone else. And and in your case, your yes Mm. is a provide an opportunity for your son. Right. But at the same point in time today, you know, or next week or next, whenever it could be, is that that impact has eternal power, which is also, I applaud you um, because it was not just an easy phone call to pick up. It was, I'm choosing my family, my son, over 20 plus years of conditioning of, right. oh, hey, we'll get to it, you know. Hey, Dan, you pick up the phone and call your husband. Dan, hey, Dan, you know, can you go, you know. Yes. He's having a bad day. Can you, you know, call, just say, no, you stopped what you did and you leaned in, which is huge. And it kind of gets to the next point is like, we realize that we're cattywampus. Mm. We, re- we realize, but then do we just accept it? Or do we do something about it? Mm-hmm. So what did that journey look like? So it was you you call your boss and your leadership team and like, I'm out. Yeah. I'll, you know, I'll yeah. call you when I can call you or I won't call you again. Your choice, but I'm out. Like, what did that next like? What did that feel? First of all, what did that feel like? What I would say to you now is probably different than the the moment, because now it's it's clear and all of that in that moment. Um, the adrenaline was going and I literally was just following, um, following the, I guess you would say the energy where, and it was almost like triage where it was like, okay, I've done this, check that off the box. What's next. Okay. What's next. It Mm -hmm. was just this, the most important thing for me was getting my son home Mm -hmm. in my house with me. Um, so what did that look like? It literally looked like, um, my job was to be his mom, um, get him therapy, spend time with him, um, do my own internal work. So we, so we actually took a trip together. We were away from, we were off the grid away from everybody, um, for a month and therapists were involved. I was there with him. And at one point the therapist looked at me and said, you just need to be his mom. You just need to love him. Mm. Let us do the therapy, the work. And what I realized was, again, this control thing where it was, well, I've got this this great hack, this great idea, this great, you know, advice. And so I'm going to just, you know, bombard you with all of these things. And I think what the therapist made me realize was until a human being feels accepted and loved, no amount of rationality or logic helps Mm. logic you know like of course this makes sense or this is logical or this is rational none of that can be heard unless a person 
is safe and they feel loved. And what he was saying to me was, all of the work cannot begin until you just love your child. And he knows it and he feels it. Um, and it's not the love that you think you're giving your child because I've loved my child his whole life. It was the uncondition. It was, I accept you for who you are. I'm not trying to change you. Just be who you are, who God made you to be. And I will mm. take a back seat to that. How hard was it to let go con- control? You Do said, you know me? Hey, well, yeah, that's why I'm asking you this. You, you got me in the beginning. So now it's like, yeah. what did it feel like for JJ to open up her hands for the first time like that and say, okay, mm. God, I, I surrender right here. This to, I don't have absolutely no control. I'm powerless to this. I'm going to trust you in this process. What did that, what did that feel like? Mm. It felt like a departure from everything that I knew. It felt unknown. It felt, I had to learn the word trust, like trust that there's a better way than what you can conceive and let your actions reflect that. Uh, It felt uncomfortable. It felt uncomfortable because you have this way of being that you've practiced Mm. your whole life. And somebody that you love has basically brought to your attention that that's not going to work. That's pretty awesome, though. Yeah. Not comfortable. It's not comfortable. But it's also... You go through that, that, yeah. the act of just, you know, in this case, it was brought to your attention through your son, but I've seen, I didn't know that JJ. Yeah. I get to experience this side of it where you're just open. Like how, you know, I have a little thing. I believe to have an epic life, you have to do what? Epic things. Yeah, exactly. You said it nicely. It's all right. Well, how do I say I, I personally believe to have an epic life, you have to do epic shit. Yeah. Right. And I get to walk through that yeah. with you and get to see that with you through the release of control. You still get a little controlling on the brookies when I cut them the wrong <laughs> way or something like that. Okay. But so we're not, we're not there. I'll, I'll keep and when you charge your electric car or not, but that's a whole nother day. But it's like, how good is life? Like, what is life like today with right. your son? You just had a great trip. Yeah. Like, like, what's what is life like today after that pain in that time of coming through that situation? Yeah. Of life? First of all, let me just say it's a process. So it's not a you make the decision, you have right. the awareness, and then the next day you you just are there. When I experience my son, I know that I've contributed to that joy that he's experiencing Mm. right now. He, there is so much space for him to be who he is. And you know, the biggest thing is that I, the amount of words that I use are probably like cut in half and then half again and then half again, because people don't really need you to talk to them. Like I think I used to overemphasize words like I love you, I support you, I'll do anything for you. And I've cut my words back a lot and then I'm just quiet and just let my love emanate and they just know that I'm supporting them. Um, So sometimes it's by what I'm not saying. Uh, But to answer your question, um, the epic result that came from the epic shit. Thank you. Yes. Like I feel more alive. I feel like I... 
I feel like the people around me are are empowered, enabled, um, and and who they are is brighter, shinier, more beautiful because I have less of an opinion about it and have and have less to say about it. So yeah. that makes sense. No, that makes perfectly good sense. So if someone's watching this, yeah, and 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 at this point, if you look into the you know look into the camera specifically and speak to them and they are right. just hopeless and they feel that there is like they're 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 hoping they don't get that phone call yeah because they don't know they they, they just they, they don't know what to do or how to do it and it may not be as with their son it may be that to make that phone call they know they need to make to the boss or to right. their coworker or to not go on that you know that that moment mm. um what would you tell somebody i mean if they're if they're they're watching this or they yeah they see it what would you say so good um what i would say is it's your work to be done you're not there to rescue anybody or save anybody they're there in your life perhaps to point you towards uh, an opportunity to say yes um yes to yourself Yes, to your need to grow and evolve. Um, maybe it's you're a judgmental person. Maybe you're somebody who likes to control. Maybe um, you're not listening to the people in your life. Your child's saying, I want this. I need this. Um, and so it's your, it's your opportunity to evolve and change yourself that will impact them. It's not about saving them. Mm, that's great. That's and then double d baby bet you know it's coming double g hey, yep That's what are your d's. double d's okay. what what are they okay so very first thing and by the, the way it's not as awkward as i thought it was gonna be yeah saying it to a lady because you're yeah. a first lady oh so it's like what are the double d's yeah like, hey you what go are to they? target and they're right there on they're, the mannequin i mean come on i gotcha yeah. okay so very first thing is i'm super selfish beyond selfish so in the morning it's all about me and god nobody no there's no space there in the morning for anybody else so i'm very selfish that way um so i give time to myself to be quiet mm. and to be able to hear and listen that's the first thing and then the second thing is i would i would use the word choice so that time in the morning allows me um, the opportunity to to make choices that are life giving for myself um, and are loving and unconditional for those around me. So I would say that those are my my two things. I'm at choice every moment of every day, and I know that. And the difference between a good day and a bad day is a lot of times how I start my day, and then what choices I have I I am able to make. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you being here. Thank you. I'm super grateful for you sharing that Thank part you. of your life with me and with those that watch this. And um, the great thing is you heard it is if I played the old shucks, I wish I could. Right. You get to call me out. Yes. And JJ has to cook you some brookies. <laughs> and I guess I'm going to have to pay for overnight shipping because you can't get them like three days later. Yeah, they still right. got to be. They got to be hot and fresh. That's right. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for watching. And uh, we look forward to seeing you 
again, and I look forward to hanging out with you, you again real soon. So thank you for your friendship, your vulnerability, and your accountability. Thank you. Thank you very much for watching this week's episode of Caddy Wampus. Tune back in next week for another great episode, and we look forward to seeing you then.